I got some crazy hair going on right now. <laughs> Stop. It's not bad, but it's... <laughs> Yeah, where's your like, um? What is it? Sexy hair at <laughs> the gel? Oh yeah, yeah. Well now I'm back I love to my you have it fashion. in your office. Oh yeah, you're back to your your roots, your original. Yeah, Se sexy sexy hair is like, um, it was working, but middle of the day, I'm like, my hair's flat. Look at this spiker. This thing's going higher. Like I'm like, I'm like fucking, I'm thriving right now. Oh <laughs> like, I guess the pod should start right there. Yeah. All right. We try and do good professional is. intros, and it's always just us talking about something very random. Ooh. Sexy hair. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. How right. embarrassing. You can't even open a seltzer. Uh, should see a doctor about that. <laughs> it's really... Call my physician. End up in a fucking bathtub in the middle of the beach. Yeah, so not a great start. Um, opening a Truly, which it's the only thing I had. This is not, there's no significance of this. I guess there's sort of some tropical Masters-y vibes. Yeah. It's like 70, de 70 degrees here today, which is great. Wow, so, look at you. It's warmer cheers. there than it is here. That's crazy. Um, Oh, that's that's not good, by the way. How long has it, it been in your good. fridge? Um, I don't know. Too too long. Too, too, like a week is too long. This is, this is no, but I'm going to do it. A week, a week it. is too long? Was it too long in Vegas? Uh, Oh my god! <laughs> Let's all start right. there so, with why we didn't have an episode last week, which Kramer was working. Right. To be fair, I was I was working. So so I was in Vegas for seven and a half days, eight days, I guess. Um, two two pieces of this. So, um, I went first for fun, and we had a lot of fun. Uh, I have some like general feedback. First off, if you've not been to Circa, it is as advertised. It is awesome. It is. Okay downtown old vegas so it's a little bit different like i'm people are normally on the strip but it is great and the book is great although i will say it was crazy crowded it's harder to get around it's not it's a huge casino but it's not like the goliaths of like mgm grand or some of the yeah. others so it got a little goofy um this was too much vegas for me Paige. <laughs> um by the end by like day five i had like two days where i sort of like 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 reined it in yeah but like I'm eating, so I was there for fun, and then I was there kind of for work, and I'm like mixing in all these different things. It's not even the gambling. I actually did pretty well gambling and a couple of good like runs yeah. to like not die. It's the eating and and like it's really the meals. You you're out there and you're eating like a fucking savage for seven days, and by the end of it, the only thing that's saving me is like I'm doing twenty two thousand steps a day. Jeez. That is like the only thing. Oh yeah, like for the trade shows and shit. So by the end of it, I'm like, I was waving the white flag. So I took my other point on this, maybe one of the worst. So the weather out here was going to get really goofy. I took a red eye home. I'm not, I have, I've, I'm interested to get your thoughts on red eyes. Okay. Um, I take off mid flight. I'm just finally starting to fall asleep. Maybe around one in the morning. Right. Cause I leave at midnight. The fucking pilot hits the brakes awkwardly. And I'm like, oh shit, we're descending already. And the plane starts, it starts not nosediving. Let me, let me not, in, like, but it's, it, and I'm like, I look at my watch, I'm like, that's weird. Wall of turbulence, like, I've not experienced. <laughs> oh, no. For about a minute, the, there was a man next to me who I don't know, grabbed my arm. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, that's like a compliment. You seem like someone who's comforting in a I have, I, to, to, to be To be clear, I let him grab it. Like, I'm like, because I'm like, you know what, buddy? I could grab your arm right now. 
Uh, so it was, and then I didn't sleep. So the whole red eye, like after that, it was a little, it was jarring. Okay. Like it, that stuff doesn't usually bug me. I pull into my house at 6.15 a.m. And I've slept 25 minutes. As I'm walking through my garage, my kids hear the garage open. And like, I hear their feet like upstairs and I'm like, Oh no. Oh shit. It's on. So that was rough. I think I'm done. I think red eyes are, are out me. for you. I think they're, I think they're out. I, I tried. I don't know where your thoughts are on it. And I'm really curious to hear about your trip too, which actually had way more work and fun, cool stuff than this, but uh, <laughs> red eyes, I think I've got to go. Um, I don't mind red eyes. I, I like to take them when I'm going back East because then I get like a full day in said city. So I've taken um, them to New York before and I don't mind it because I'm someone who can like power through and hit the ground running and then I'll go to sleep relatively early local time so that I'm not up late because I'm switching time zones Um, because I get up early regardless of what time zone I'm in Um, but yeah. uh, I I don't mind them but I think coming back to children after being in Vegas that was a really bold bold choice on your end we, we went we went to breakfast I was able to keep together till about like I don't know 11 45 and then I napped I nap like twice a year that was one of two naps per per the 2023 quarter yeah so um but no so you were at um first off your great content thank uh, you I will say thank you uh, I, I saw most of your content content on uh, Instagram, yes. like the old that I am, uh, and your seats for the championship game were fucking crazy. So, like, oh, yeah, wow. I um, was at the Final Four in Houston. Um, I do have to give props to Houston, first and foremost. Did not expect to like the city as much as I did. We will obviously be there in January for the College Football National Championship. Yep. Um it was a pretty cool city. Um, not entirely walkable to like the actual stadium, but around there is walkable. Went to an Astros game on Sunday during the off day. Um, yeah, the first uh, Final Four games uh, were, I guess there are two games, but the Final Four itself. Um, that buzzer beater was pretty wild to see in person. Like I've watched a lot of March Madness over the years, and that was insane to witness in real time. Um, it was awesome. It really and, was. And uh, basically how like this setup works is there's a lot of media at the Final Four because you get a lot of like local affiliates coming to cover the games. And so my seats for the first games were like behind the basket, which still is a good seat. Like you still get to see everything. Um, but um, on National Championship Day, I knew that I'd probably move seats just because like they a lot of the local media leaves with the teams that are eliminated so I look and I see my seat number and I'm like okay cool it's in this area so I knew where relatively where it was and so I'm like walking over and like you I was walking in front of it and like the little like place cards are there and I'm like looking and as I'm looking I like look over and Jim Nance is sitting there like doing his thing like reading over some notes and so I walk by and I go up there and my seat is like directly behind him. And as damn as someone who one just like loves Jim Nance and not only because of the like final four coverage, but because of golf, I was like, I don't fangirl a lot, but I was just like in awe. And it was probably the coolest moment of like my career so far. Because I think, like, it, this Final Four, for some reason, I don't know if it was because of the Nance stuff specifically, but, like, sometimes when you... And I think, too, my brother and my stepdad came with me. 
and to like kind of share that ex- they've never been to final four to s- so to share in their like first one was cool but like we like work a lot and yes of course this is like a super great job and you get to do this all the time but it comes with like sacrifice it comes with like a lot of you know we work weekends you miss out on a lot of stuff um oh yeah and to like watch a guy who's done this for so many years and of course like he has the greatest job in the world and he'd probably tell you that but um he like facetimed with one of his grandkids it was beforehand like it's those like little things that i was like man like He's been at this, I think it was like his 32nd um, time calling this. And I've only been in this business for like 10 years, maybe like starting in early in college. But like just to kind of like witness that and made me like really nostalgic about like what I get to do and the fact that I like this is what I get paid to do. Um, and it kind of all makes it worth it. So it's kind of like a weirdly emotional like thing for me to be oh. sitting there and being like, wow, this is, you know you get to be here and like all that hard work kind of like pays off um at the end of Th- it thanks thanks for being my friend <laughs> like oh god i was i don't i don't know why that that like kind of broke me it, uh, it broke me i it broke me to like watch him take off the headset and then like wipe tears and just like hug the guys and just be like it was so surreal to be sitting there watching all of it like unfold uh, and also just to see what like goes into it during the game like the, there's a guy that sits next to him that literally like has cards and is like writing things down and showing him and like he's in the middle of talking while reading this oh, and yeah. like you know it was also cool to see like Grant Hill was like taking videos of everything because he also like as a fan like he calls this game with Nance but like he was also in the moment of like wow this is the last time he's doing this and like I get to be a part of it I'm gonna take my like videos of it too it was just really cool um, I will say the real MVP I, is the lady that sits behind them and like gets them whatever they need and makes sure like everything goes smoothly. She was great. So, I I uh, Nance I think does not get enough credit. Like calling a college basketball game, calling golf Masters, yeah. not just golf but the Masters, and being able to do primetime NFL. Like mm-hmm. there is such an emotional difference across all three yeah. of those. There's a knowledge base. There's a tempo. Um, I, I think most people do celebrate Jim Nance. I, look, yeah. he, I, he's in fucking Golden Tee, right? He is the voice of Golden yeah. Tee. I love Jim Nance. Literally, he's a, he's a, been a part of my professional life. Yeah. But I, I it is amazing when you hear, um, I don't know, just how natural he does all of this. Yeah. And the, yes, uh, thanks for being my friend. Um, I don't know why I heard that. I was like, oh, Ooh, oh okay. Right, I'm going to go watch something else. Yeah. Um, it was cool. It was neat. That, that's a cool moment. I mean, it's, you know, awesome run. UConn's amazing. What a run. Jeez. But, like, of all the things to see up close, like, that's probably the neatest yeah, thing. Yeah, that was cool. Well, I mean, seeing UConn win was cool and being that close to it all and being able to, like, experience that. Like, that's the best part of it because that game starts very late and you're tired. But, like, that Shit. moment of even just seeing, like, kids realize their dreams and, like, those type of things, like, seeing it up close and personal is just never gets old. Like, that feeling never really goes away. Um, yeah, it's it's incredibly special, and I think um, I would recommend going to a Final Four if you've never been to one just to experience it, even if your team's not in it. Um, it's certainly worth it. Uh, but, yeah, it just it was one of those, like, career moments for me of just being like, wow, this is actually pretty cool. That's, you know, it was, it was awesome. pretty awesome. Oh, I will say, though, I was so pissed at myself. I know how to spell Jim Nance's name, and for some reason, 
I was tweeting about the fact that he's wearing master socks, which he was, by the way. And I spelt it wrong, and I didn't notice it until the next day. And I was like, "All right, Paige, well, that was cute." Um, and that kind of um, stuff drives me crazy. That like I always double check oh, people's Twitter names. Typos? Yeah. Well, it's not even like ty- I don't care if I have typos during like like oh, regular things. It's, it's, it's names. Oh yeah. Well, because you've worked in editorial long, and, and yeah. like it's, it's it's the first thing you learn, uh, and in we still do it. School, yeah, like it's it legitimately is, like get people's names right. It's it's like I remember the yes I you do it sometimes yes. and it's horrifying. Yes, so, so that I, I that was sad there. for me. But no, it was it was a very cool experience and I'm I'm grateful I got to go. Um, yeah, and it's super fun. I did enjoy all making a lot of content. That's actually one of the my favorite parts of of having multiple games is the outfits really because let's be real, I love to get dressed up. And if you're not watching on YouTube, uh, I'm already dressed up for the pod today in my golf. I just that's a my golf, golf sweater just says golf on just it. Golf. Uh, in uh, Masters Green, I just was so ready for this week. Um, but yeah, no overall oh good God. basketball season. Um, the UConn is stacked and gonna be stacked next year too. So look out. We probably should have seen it coming earlier in the year. They were pretty good. They lost a few games in January, so that was kind of rough. But ultimately, it's, it's like it make it made sense that they ended up winning that. It's interesting, like the NIL and the portal stuff too. We mm-hmm. obsess over it on the football side. This is a college football podcast, but like on the basketball side, I'm very curious now to see how that impacts because there's so many more I shouldn't say so many more it seems like the coaching carousel is a little less insane yeah uh but in terms of roster management it's you know obviously you have a smaller roster but significant pieces like it'll it's, be fascinating to see that component you of can it. pay for a team to actually be good like in football it would take a lot you'd have to pay for a lot of different pieces in basketball it's a lot easier yeah, you, get, you get two you get two guys yeah, right like you inject two guys like yeah miami look what miami did i mean that kind of was it yeah so i um and um okay we have to talk of course and i'm very interested women's final four okay. um where do you want to start let's start with the fact that it was this. the most watched women's final four ever uh, most well attended um and was incredible games. The games were actually fantastic to watch. I obviously now I think everybody listening to this knows what like you know I'm an Iowa fan. Mm-hmm. It was a great hell of a yeah. run. Uh, Caitlin Clark is is truly unbelievable. Yes. But the, the whole th- the the shame in all of this is what this story has become. Mm-hmm. Like I hate that we're now talking about like taunting essentially. Rather than celebrating what was a great, like true, not great, great doesn't encompass this appropriately, like a historically yes. awesome final yeah. four. I I hate that that um, certain people and certain shows and networks are manufacturing using the success of this and this talking point to manufacture like days of content yeah. when the participants themselves, especially Caitlin Clark, is saying like. Let's not fucking do this. Yeah. Like I like no. So it does. It is. It is. For it's kind of cool that this is sort of capturing the sporting world in a weird mm-hmm. way. So I'll, I'll I'll play both sides of this. And yet on the other hand, I wish that these moments themselves could do it without having sort of quote unquote controversy attached to it. Yeah, it is extremely unfortunate. I think for me, the biggest takeaway is that um we for some reason think that we can monitor and patrol what how women react in a sports environment i think it's funny that like if guys taunt each other there's just no conversation about that and 
it's interesting to me like that media members bought into it because I feel like for the most part like the media is pretty good about being like not like fans like if you're a fan you can certainly have an opinion on what players you prefer and what you know attitude you prefer during a game but when you're a media member it's not your job to give an opinion on those things and especially be critical of them in certain aspects um I think when you're um just throwing out very very harsh criticisms for people um but I will say that like Caitlin Clark doesn't need anyone defending her Angel Reese doesn't need anyone defending her um I think Caitlin like she said she taunted during the you know she didn't care during the game I think you know there was a lot of built-up animosity over the course of the tournament and you know rightfully so I think in a lot of ways because I mean anyone that like I think this LSU team and even before the game they were saying like we are not going to tolerate the disrespect and their quote disrespect in their opinion but again I think those players also respected I don't know if any this is getting lost in the shuffle there was an LSU player who actually waited to say hi and meet Caitlin Clark before the game during the final four and she was on video being like I'm waiting to meet Caitlin because she's like she's so great and all this and like shook her hand and said hi to her before so they respect her game it's not that they don't respect her or all of those things it was more just like a heat of a moment competition thing and like when you're winning the national championship by however many points you have the right to do that you have the right to act however you want to act and I think we need to like you can choose not to you know root for players that are doing things that you don't like but those players are allowed to have those moments like there you can taunt however you want to taunt you can act however you want to act and I think that was the takeaway for me is like it's frustrating as like a woman myself being like stop telling them that they have to act a certain way to be considered like a good competitor or to be considered classy or whatever you want to do like that's not for you to decide and so that was disappointing for me that that was the the takeaway but like I said those girls don't need us defending them at all they're fine they're gonna do big I, things and they made history this year for the tournament so beyond the way people media I don't know Twitter talked about women it's a little weird to be talking about 20 year olds in yes. the way that we're doing it as well I I, I am a, maybe almost took more offense to that yeah. because I don't, I don't think these quote-unquote women need defending nope. I do think that there's always been a barrier up for student yeah. athletes that I've been mindful of and it's weird it feels like we kind of cross that barrier um but i will say this like my kids i have a daughter and two boys have never connected to an athlete like they have caitlin yeah. Clark, all of them and it's awesome i i beyond the female component yeah. i they have a connection to this athlete yes. to this this and the rawness of her the imperfect mm-hmm. like the shit talking the um, shooting crazy ass things like there's a there's a I it's it's been really cool as a dad just to see them even from a just general sporting standpoint yeah. like the first the first person they connect to sporting wise truly connect to is this is yeah. her and that's awesome and I love I do part of me loves the rawness of all mm-hmm. of this I hate what we've done to capitalize on the rawness yeah. but I I love the fact that this is driving women's sports and women's basketball to another level. Like we are going next year. Like they're like, uh, I don't want to go to. I don't want to go watch the shitty Mads. I don't want to go to an Iowa football yeah, game like that. We're, we're going to an Iowa. We want to go watch Gibby. And, and I'm going to use and probably uh, abuse my connection yeah. to Iowa to make this happen. fucking happen. Yeah. And and it's I just I at the core of it I was so, it was so cool to see and she 
all of that was a joy. The South Carolina game was absolutely that unbelievable. That was insane. And I'm speaking as an Iowa fan. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a really cool moment. They're a 10-and-a-half-point dog, and they win. Um, and then, yeah, LSU, you could just kind of feel from the jump, like, this is probably not going to go mm-hmm. great. Um, so I, I, it was awesome. Yes, I wish there wasn't this, like, all the other, like, the crap now. And it feels like it's subsiding. And I thought Caitlin Clark did a good job of helping us hopefully get rid of the endless sea of, like, you know, pong back and forth of debating. This. Yeah, and I think I will say that um, the positive is is that we're having this conversation about how people drive certain narratives about women's sports, and I think one of the big things, and Don Staley talked about this, and she made a point to say, you know, don't call the women on my yeah. team bar fighters, which is fair. Like it's a dangerous thing to throw around, and you have to be aware of it. And these are conversations that we need to have, and so I'm glad that these are conversations we're having and it's unfortunate that like that we even have to have them but it's important that we do so I'm glad that into your point is that it is pushing the sport of women's basketball forward and I think we're we are in a a situation where it's just going to go up from here and like the idea that like oh no one watches women's sports is is long gone and that narrative was completely just torn apart by this tournament specifically numbers wise and just attention wise overall it was it was it was awesome yeah. in conclusion largely awesome minus uh everything else yeah um let's talk golf it's best. talk some masters, masters week i uh, wish we could play the math cal- do, 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 like the little do the birds the chirping um so um i had been to augusta once okay. um and i was five or six years ago um it was magical. I need to find a way back. I almost found a way back this year, but not to be. Golden Tea is going to get me back. Okay. Uh, that's how... I think no puns allowed is going to get us there. I think that's what we're going to do. Well, we need to do it. I, I, I love I love everything about this week. Um, uh, and, and by the way, like similar to the Women's Final Four, what's interesting about this week is you have this incredible event and you have all the aura and then you do have controversy as like a backdrop with the limb. Yes. Versus the PGA, PGA Tour guys, tour guys yeah. which feels like it's subsiding. It's... It, there's like a peace offering between certain members of the live, yeah. not named Patrick Reed. I think it's right? a, like that's... yeah. Well, when you're suing people for no reason because you're a bad person, that kind of takes you oh, off the off the list of of redemption. But I think um, I think it's almost a nothing burger. I think like as some of the guys have said yeah, on both sides that like it's kind of perpetuated in the media of like oh what's gonna happen because I mean Rory made a point to say that he's been around DJ and Brooks and you know I think they there are certain things that they're not going to discuss obviously and um it's probably different than it used to be but I think they are adults and this is like kind of a work thing where it's like okay you can play around and golf with someone and not agree with everything they do that's just how it works yes. like I it's so funny to me that like people get so up in arms about things because like if they don't agree with someone, I mean, this even came up with like Kim Mulkey stuff. This It's like, you can't, you can't, no one is perfect and no, you're not going to agree with everything that someone says. And if you do, like you should probably check on yourself that you're like not falling into a trap of just going, following someone just because of who they are. Um, so I think that, that ultimately like this is not really a big deal. I think it is a big deal that they're allowed to play. And I think that's going to cause... I, we will see how it shakes out in terms of who wins this tournament and the standings and things like that. But 
I don't think it's a big deal amongst the guys where they're like discussing it and it's like live guys are over here and PGA tour guys are over here. I think ultimately like it, it's not going to be a huge narrative unless one of the live guys pulls this out. Oh, and ultimately everybody got what they wanted. The live guys got a shit ton of mm-hmm. money. The PGA tour has injected a ton yes. into it. And it's changed a lot. And, so, And it's changed a lot. Mm-hmm. And you could argue with some of the, the, we've talked about it, like the no cuts and things like that with you. When uh, you you agree with it, but ultimately the product, the the work, the sport of golf is headed, like the tra- like trajectory is incredible. Yes. But this this week, I love the Champions Dinner. Um, I am super intrigued by the sliders, the Scotty style, Scotty style, Bryce, the French yeah. On, I, I'm I'm a huge fan of that. I don't know if you had thoughts on Scotty style, like I big fan. See, I didn't like the look of the fries that were on there. I'm very particular about oh, fries. Oh, for God's sakes. So I feel like if there were like a Don't waffle- Don't let a Gatorade <laughs> debate- yeah, like, I feel like a God. waffle fry on there would have been good, but I feel like those fries were like steak cut fries. I'm big on like beer battered fries. Like I think- Me too. I think beer batter or waffle would have been a better choice than steak fries on the Scotty style burger. Um, I thought the menu was solid. You, I thought I, it was excellent. I've been thinking about the- I think I think for me I'd have to go. I know we did this yeah. last year. I think we came up with our dinner, but I've thought about this a lot. And I think steak for me, even though it's probably cliche, would be a must. Yeah. Oh, I did have a steak in Vegas that I will talk about. And and I'm <laughs> when we get use to our random here. shit, you can talk about your steak. Okay, fine. I would cook this steak, okay. uh, which was a completely unique steak that I had yeah. that I I'm very intrigued by. So I like the meal. It was uh, like classic. You had like. Mac and cheese. Um, I thought Scotty did a really good job. Yeah. And also, by the way, I'm not betting him, and we'll get to our bets at the end too. But I'm, I'm having a hard time fading him. I'm not going to bet him. Okay. It's like reminds me of a horse race. Like, there's going to be a huge favorite in the Kentucky Derby this year. This horse Forte, who's awesome, and and like I love value. You know this about me. I love I love, so I'm always in search of value. Um, Sky Scheffler is like not Tiger esque, but like. We're getting to a point of like the closest thing we've seen in a yeah. while where he's that dominant. And so um it's I'm I couldn't be more jazzed for this week. Oh I my love God. that you said I am jazzed. so excited. Um sorry. <laughs> I'm just roasting you today. Just coming coming in hot. I I've deser- I've de- I deserve I took a week it. off. I, I I've been saving yeah. up. I really have been. No, I it's, that menu was great. I will say the like skillet cookie thing, that that's a yes for me. That's it's a that's a strong and I for love me cake. Like, like I w- my my menu would certainly have cake on it because cake is like the most superior of all the desserts. I just sir, I love cake so much. Um, I, I have a, a a dinner question for yes. you. What are your thoughts on coffee after dinner? <laughs> okay, where where do you where do you stand on this? So here's the thing. I love the taste of coffee, and if there's coffee after dinner, I will drink it problem is is i don't regularly because if i have coffee past noon i don't sleep at night so that's the problem for me but i like if i'm going to europe on vacation and i'm certainly having an espresso after eating italian food that's on my mind right now is really a vacation but um but but coffee after dinner i'm all for it i it has become one of my favorite things i'm not doing this at night at my house by the way because it would be fucking terrible <laughs> but if i'm out if i'm in vegas Oh, in Vegas, in Vegas, yeah, Vegas, Vegas it's, is it's, necessary almost. <laughs> but 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 I also love. I I've realized I love trying coffee, and Vegas is 
excellent at doing okay. coffee. Like, you know Can, what I mean? So I, yes, I'm huge. I am a huge, huge coffee after dinner person. Have you had an espresso martini? Yes, it's delightful. I, the, actually, the best espresso martini that, oh, second best. The best is here in Livermore where I live. Um, The best in Vegas is at the Cosmos Chandelier Bar. It's very good. I've had it there. In fact, I spent a, a, probably too much time I think there. I might have told you about that before and been like, you have to get the espresso martini. Um, that's a great but, bar. But yeah, I think that's sort of, I, I'm a big, I'm glad we're on the same page because after the Gatorade thing, like I wasn't sure if we were going to be friends again. But I think like coffee after dinner, we can handshake and get over it. Can we talk about the fact that I was in, I legitimately, okay, so on the day off in, at the Final Four, went to the Houston Astros game. And I took the month of March off of drinking, which I do every year. And so I hadn't drank in a while. And I had a double at the baseball game and then a beer because you, I didn't drink beer only at ballparks, really. Fourth of July and ballparks. That's when I drink beer. That's your rule. That's, I, you've actually established. I, I respect that rule. I disagree with it, but I respect yes. it. So that's what I drank. And then after the baseball game, we went out to dinner and I had a glass of wine. Okay. So we go back to our hotel, and I'm like, you know what? A little nap sounds good. Take a little nap. Wake up. Like, I really am thirsty. I need, we need to go get some waters. So walk to go get waters. By the way, everything closes very early in Houston. So we ended up in our hotel getting, going to like the little concession area. All they had, this was like the Gatorade gods just giving me the middle finger. All they had was orange and red. And I was like, well... I'll go with the sparkling water in a can because I'm not drinking either of those Gatorades. Like, I refuse. <laughs> I'm parched. I knew it would bring me back to life if I had Gatorade and I'd be perfectly hydrated and could go yeah. back to sleep and all of that. Nope. I No, no, no. So I went with canned both, sparkling both water. Both are delightful options. I No. My, uh, so today, my wife called me. Caitlin called me. She was at the store. She goes, hey, uh, you want some Gatorade for this weekend? We've got people coming in town and staying with us. I'm like, yes. She's like, what flavor would you like? And I started laughing. And so Cam, my youngest, is in the back. And he's just like, red, red, red. Like just yelling it. And I'm like, she's like, ah. you. she's like, you know, she had not listened. She did not know. So I gave her the background on the pot. She goes, red's great, but it just stains your yeah. lips. And, and, and if it wasn't for that, red would be a, an elite Gatorade flavor. Uh, and I said, yes, orange, or she goes, and she's like, orange, you don't want yellow? And I'm yes. like, fuck. yes, my own family was turning on me. So I'm glad that Caitlin, this is also really weird. I had a dream that I like saw you and Caitlin like out. I don't know where we were, but I literally drink it, drinking orange. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, team yellow. <laughs> team, like what was funny about the, like, you never know when you do a pod, like, like we go, we don't go into this saying, "Hey, we're gonna make content about like." No, we really don't. Like we, we specifically, just like content. a lot of people do. We specifically don't. We do not try at all. <laughs> That's actually a good point. Like we fucking, we are so lazy. This this fucking itinerary for this pod has come together three minutes, sometimes live before so we record. Um, imagine if we did though, because the Gatorade thing was like. I, I didn't mean, realize it was so controversial. And I, I mean, I got a lot of, there were a lot of team 
yellows, a lot of team oranges, but I think most it was pretty I equal. think most people agreed that we were dumb and there were other colors that were far superior. Well, you know, and some of the takes were so bad. Yeah. Like the purple people. Yeah, purple like get out. Go. Get Bye. Out. Like you, you don't, don't have taste you're buds. not at this conversation. No. Yeah. Like so I could see and, and red, everyone seemed to kind of be in line with the red thoughts yeah. about ours. So um, um I posted it to my personal TikTok and the amount of like stitching that I got from people who were like who is this girl and where she, did she do her research? What what is what is stitching? I mean, I'm, this <laughs> I is know not you're a being bit. serious. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm like, getting not a bit. But here we are. I, I okay. I'm like in my mind. I'm on like, TikTok. I could let this go. But you have to but ask. I'm okay, not. so what happens is, is when someone makes a video, you can stitch it, and basically it like starts the video and shows their video, and then they can give their commentary like right after. So they record like a response oh, yeah. essentially. So it shows what they're Instagram. responding to. All the time I see this on Instagram. Yes. Oh, geez. You're like Sorry. an Instagram Reels person who like, uh-huh, great. I am. Um, yeah. So a lot of people were stitching it and calling me dumb, which is fine. I don't care. I mean, that's your opinion, but yellow is far superior in my opinion. And I'm going to, I'm going to stick with that. Um, oh boy. But yeah, definitely a, a take that we did not know would um, cause so much uproar. Um, stitching. Stitching. <laughs> it's kind of like. I get it now, and I know what it is. Like the, yeah, like, like you stitch the videos on, together. Yeah, that's like some people. That's their whole bit. Is oh, true. Is absolutely, absolutely. Stitch. I could actually never actually do, do that. We were talking about this before the pod. Like we just are not those people. Like we just have a hard time. No. This sounds so lame of us, but like we have a hard time being negative about a lot of stuff because we like really get to do like the coolest thing ever and just like talk about yeah. whatever we feel like on our own podcast. But oh, I I could get in with takes and like celebrate yeah. or laugh like but yeah i'm not gonna be shitting on well i might but Depends i won't do on it, the person. I won't do it publicly there are people we should yeah. make a list of like top people that we would shit on um patrick green is at the oh, top boy. of both of our list so i think that yeah he he's on there but he's inherently negative like most of the people that we would shit on would be like negative people that are like negative negative vibes. Nancy's. we're like, not negative but it's the it, it's like the opposite of who would you like to have a beer with list yeah. like this is like the direct counter of that and frankly, it's hard for me to think of it because yeah, most was people. The same thing. I was like, like, who would I put on this besides Patrick Reed? Patrick Reed. That I don't sucks. know. He's a, a man on an island. Um, but yes, okay. So now I know what stitching is. Thank you for educating yeah. me. And you're welcome. So, and I'm sorry people are mean on the internet. What else yeah, is new? Right. I mean, I didn't care at all. It's bags. about Gatorade. Like, if they were coming from like my personal character, I'd be a little upset. But my Gatorade takes, I'm good with. You control me on Actually, my Gatorade that is takes. Great. It's it's uh, allowed. So do we want to talk about Masters bets? I have my bets in. Okay. Um, um I I have I have my strategy here. Before we talk about betting, I just want to talk about the fact that like I don't know why, but I have fully convinced myself that this is the year that Rory wins. Like fully convinced myself this is where he does it. And we get that moment you know, and he gets that moment after the year that he had last year being like the champion of golf really or championing for golf. Scottish Champion really was, but I guess technically he was because of FedEx, but um, yeah, I'm I'm fully invested in the story of Rory. <laughs> you know, and it would be awesome because he has such a bizarre history at yes. this place and he's playing it. He said he played 81 holes in like the last two weeks or whatever it yeah. was. And and so it would be fitting and it would be awesome. We want the career um, Grand Slam. Oh, we want the career grand slam. Tiger, I think, said it yesterday. It's like a matter of time, which I is totally appropriate. 
Um, and if you watch, yeah, if you've ever been in a tournament and you've watched him swing, I, I, one of my favorite things to do at any golf tournament is to sit at the range uh-huh. and just track these guys. And it's, it actually is like the most humbling, insane experience when you're watching Rory just, they make it so easy. Yeah. It's, it, it's almost infuriating. And he makes it particularly easy the way the swing, like that is, that is the, that is the golf swing. It's not a golf swing. And it's like. That is the swing. Tiger Woods telling his kid, if you're going to model a, 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 you your golf swing after somebody, yes. that's the guy. That's like, I don't know if there's ever been a nicer, larger compliment said right? about a sportsman than that. Oh, so it's just the best. I would love it. I did not, I did not bet him. Um, I do, I will say this when I'm betting the masters, this is like my, my, my dad's coming in town, right? So we're, we're pulling up the money yeah. and we're like, all right, let's find our horses. Like, let's find it. And um, the one thing that really does ring out at this course is, like, if you play this course well, you're probably going to play it well again. You may not win, but you're going to play it well. So when I bet this, a lot of the times it's like, Did you bet like, previous champions? Um, no. Well, yes, I did bet one. Okay. Here, here I'm going to go down my list. I'll go down my list because we, we have seven horses now that I, I, I think. I'm going to try and remember them. I've already put the bets okay. in. Uh, our top, Colin Morcala, I have at 28 to okay. I love his game. Um, his iron play is immaculate, and he's, I, I just, I love everything The group that him. he's like, in to start also helps. Like, I always like looking at the groupings, because I think it's a, that he's with, what, Matt Fitzpatrick and Will Zalatoris. Like, that's, yes. that, like, that stuff is always interesting to me, because I feel like you play up to the level, and that's a, that's a group that, like, I'm going to be watching. Oh, absolutely. No, I I agree. Like you're it's funny about the pairings because I do think that's like a stripe show in terms of like hitting the ball. Maybe not putting. Yeah, uh, yeah. putting it gives me <laughs> gives me the willies. Um, I am taking one live guy. Oh. And it is Brooks. I am taking Brooks at forty to one. Okay. He's in our stable. He's playing better. And while I think a lot of these live golfers may get out here and like feel it, Brooks is a savage. He is a savage, and if he's healthy, he is a force. He's won a couple times. He looks healthy. Okay. Forty to one on Brooks, I think, is pretty good value. I'm moving down the odds board a bit. I'm going to try. Oh, uh, Hideki Matsuyama you now forty five little... to one. I got him in I'm top sorry. five finish. So top five is plus seven fifty. That's pretty, actually, pretty glorious. That's because great he, bet. I mean, he's always one. He plays his course well, and two, like he always ends up in. I top ten would probably be safer, but I'm going to go top five. I um, love him, by the way. Yes. I love Hideki. Oh, I do too. And he's he's well, he he's one. So mm-hmm. I do. I have two champions. Um, again, another guy who's a stripe show iron player. I have two around the same odds. Justin Rose, who is continuously playing this course great as long as he's healthy, is fifty to one, and Tommy Fleetwood, fifty-five to one. At some point, this dude can just put it together for four days, and like go crazy, right? Like at some point, I would love to see Fleetwood go. I think we have like the same like love of golfers. Like if we had to put a list of like our favorite golfers together, I think we'd be like pretty close in terms of. Oh yeah, no, I, like. you and I have like we've we've done some golf stuff before, and I have two more. Okay, um, one of which, uh, where are they? Uh, so uh, Danny Willett at one thirty. Again, it's he's won here before, but his game looks to be in a decent shape. And the other one that I really like. Kurt Kitayama at 130 to one. He won earlier this year, kind of been a journeyman tour player. 
like top 10 finishes. Okay. Can he play the course well? I don't know. I just love 130 to one. So we are, that is, that is the Adam Kramer, Carl Kramer, Father Kramer. Your stable. dad's He's name is Carl Kramer? Yeah. That is awesome. <laughs> pop, pop, power name. That is power name. Awesome. Carl Kramer. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, I'm of course going to bet Rory just because I, I want to, to be right about him winning and I just want it to happen. I was going to sprinkle it. Which, by the way, is awesome. But I, I have like no, I love that you have an emotional, this is like a tournament that's perfect for like st- strategy and emotion, like kind of like a cohesive bond between those two. So good yes. for you. Um, also, if I was going to put money on uh, wives, um, Siwoo Kim, I don't know if you saw his wife earlier, but she yes. is fantastic. Yes. Um, yes, I think I'm not gonna say anything else other than nod. And yes. Say yes, um, yeah, excellent golfer. Um, I will say that. Um, um why are you laughing? It's just excellent golfer. It was like a very like just transition just cut. cut. Like you're We're just going. Moving. yeah. Um, yeah. I also will say that the par three is by far my favorite day. Like I love Sunday, obviously, but par three, it's everything that I love about i recorded I, it today. i love I re- the kids and the content poppy looks adorable um tommy fleetwood kid last year was i think it was last year maybe the year before just absolutely stole the show um yeah i also love the guys that bring like their hot girlfriends out to this and they just have to like, wear those outfits and it's like a million yeah. and a half degree they're all sweaty in the south yeah. like Ugh. yeah, oh, yeah. pauline like gretzky I, she's brunette so that's interesting i didn't know that she went brunette yeah really she's brunette I did not know that either. See, I know you learn some every I, day. With, I, I'm going to watch the par three contest. I know they changed up the course too, um, so I'm actually interested to yeah, see. Yeah, so that. I'm going to take Rory, and then what else? What else? I, I, I'm probably going to sprinkle on Hideki. Yes, Hideki. Let's go. Maybe, maybe just Hideki top five. Yeah. No. I you know you know I need to be doing more top five and more top end betting, but I bet this like I'm. Like I want to hit you the lottery. To be like that's not advisable. You're, well, outright that is hard in golf. Betting. Like we've talked about this before, betting golf is not the easiest thing in the world. Well, the one thing I do like though, it's like you bet, uh, you bet like 130 to one. You have 25 dollars on this person, and you're in good shape. So I'm in. I'm trying to think of who else outright that I would take. The Scotty uh, Scotty Scheffler feels like he's going to be very tough to beat. I I will say that. And also, we have to talk a little Tiger while you're looking through the odds. Um, I really want Tiger to play well. Uh, if you listen to his press conference this week, it's the first time in a long time, maybe ever, where Tiger's like a- addressing the mortality of uh, himself. I feel yeah, like I as a about golfer. it. I was not okay with it. I was not okay with him being like, I don't know how many more of these I have in me. Excuse me, sir. No. Well, he ain't going to fuck around and be like ceremonial tee shot guy. He'll come, he'll hang, he'll eat steak. And, but I think he's, I don't think he wants to be a prop. No, not at all. A prop. He's not, he's not here for that. Like, I, I think it'd be too hard. He'll be following Charlie around. Like, that's like, yeah, going to be his life. But hearing him say, like, he feels better, but his leg is throbbing. There's a lot of like little clues that he's dropped that is like, I don't like yeah. it. Like Sa- Savage Tiger is is not here. Who knows? Maybe this is what he's trying to do from a mental mindset to get him up for this. Um, either way, we get to watch Tiger Woods play a fucking Masters. Yeah, and I am all for it. If it's two days or four days, I don't care. Just watching. I want it to be four. Yeah, 
I'm hoping I'm hoping he makes it through. But yeah, that's it. That was I saw that and immediately was like, this is not okay. I don't want him to to be done. When does when can no. Charlie like? I mean, I'm sure he'll be like the youngest player to ever be on tour. But like, when can he like technically be? I don't know. I actually don't know the rules. Oh but Jesus! To know. Yeah, I mean, no, me neither do I. By the way, I have a sneeze that I'm holding <laughs> in. I'm I'm trying to work through it. I'm working through some things right now. Like, do I mute the mic? My sneeze is fucking bad. <laughs> You've heard my sneeze. It's it's not like it's not the cartoonish like, ugh, but it's not good. Um, don't Are you, you have a very delicate sneeze? Like, don't, I'm trying to just don't you do. What's your sneeze? Are you like aggressive? <laughs> I don't have like a tube. Like that's not me. Okay, but I'm okay, not yeah, at yeah. all. But I'm definitely like a full cover of the mouth like sneezer because like i i want to get it out i don't like i'm not the like either like that drives me oh, crazy yeah, yeah. well that that's I, do you do that okay. i couldn't i couldn't no 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 i'm like a fucking like like <laughs> i have to let it out an elephant is it past so like are you remember. good or you want to i don't know man i'm like i'm struggling here deep and, breath like, i don't really also losing that. a sneeze there's like nothing worse than losing a sneeze it's currently hovering like somewhere in my left nostril, um, <laughs> but I'm trying. I don't. I've I reveal a lot on this pod. I don't know if I want the world to hear my sneeze. This could I'm be a quick think mute. About, I mean, I, I'm sure I've heard you sneeze. I'm sure of it. It's <laughs> like my kids make fun of my sneeze. That's why I'm like, oh yeah. Until I turn around, they're like, what was that? I'm like, you fucking live with me. What do you mean? What was that? So I'm a little self-conscious about my sneeze. Like, I want... Oh, your um, kids are savages. Oh, no, no, they are. <laughs> like, uh, now that we're in the random shit part of this, yeah. I think I could talk. My two boys, I've got a couple of things of random shit. My, I, I go to Vegas. I've been gone seven days, and they've been like little leeches on me. Like, wherever I sit on the couch, I got three kids sitting on me, which I like. It's <laughs> it's fun. I, I don't mind being a big comfy chair, okay? Um... But so my two boys, they are three and six. My Jack is athletic by six year old, <laughs> but like that's, smaller. That's, and, uh, that's an understatement. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But he is. But my three year old is like a barbarian. <laughs> so they're not that big difference in size, and they beat the shit out of each other playfully. Now I took a video the other night. And it's like legitimately floor work in a UFC fight. Like ones like and they love it. So but the other night they're playing and, and Cameron fucking bucks his head back, boom, knocks my son's tooth out, <laughs> which was loose. Fucking right there. Like so these two savages, like while I was in Vegas, they're like it every night, five thirty I get home. They're like like they're ready to go. They get like the fucking like it's like a, a regulated fight somebody always gets hurt yeah it always ends end, with the banging and the silence and then the tears and it's like mom dad but it, it it is so funny like watching them so that that is my first random thing my other random thing i have to talk yeah, about the steak say, i had let's hear about the steak um, so i had dinner at it's called the palm it's in caesar's it's been around a long okay. time it's a steakhouse there caesar's by the way is just enormous i i don't I don't know. I I stay in like MGM properties. I like it. And this this place was great. They had a pastrami crusted steak, a ribeye. Okay. And I was not sure. I'm not exactly sure how this was prepared, but I saw this thing and I said, I've got to try it. Oh my. 
Okay, I have become a bit of a steak snob in my middle-aged, not middle-aged, but okay, dad, my my dad years. However, how how are we going to quantify this? Because I cook, I sous vide my steaks, I sear it. I like I I've spent a lot of time. It was a COVID thing to get my steak okay. right. So a lot of steaks I have, I'm like, okay, it's okay. This was fucking phenomenal. It didn't taste like pastrami at all. Interesting. But like the texture and the crispiness, and they serve it with like a giant clove of garlic that you just like smash. Oh my god, this is one of the best steaks I've ever had. I this is a strong, not an ad, but the palm in Caesar's. Okay. And they, again, I was like so thrown off pastrami crusted steak like what the fuck um it was remarkable the bar has been raised i think it's probably the best steak i've had in wow Vegas. that's saying a lot so i i and, and i i can't describe the flavors it was just that i good. love pastrami like fun fact about me like i will eat a pastrami sandwich any day of the week um there you go so that to me because i'm not like a huge steak person like I, I enjoy a good steak, but like it's if there's seafood on the menu, which usually when you go to a place where there's steak, there's good seafood, and I love seafood. And it's really good. And yeah, so for sure. I usually go for the seafood option. Um, but that sounds like something I'd be willing to try. It was have very you, good. Have so you that been is to the Hell's Kitchen very random... uh, restaurant? Uh the the burger no, or whatever. Not I know the burger I one. Uh, the no, I... like um, I'm trying to remember what hotel it's outside of. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. I done the that, burger one. I don't even know if that's still there. That it was, was good, actually. It was that real... one was good. It was small portions, but it was good. And then uh, I've been to Giada's. I don't know if you've been to Giada's, and if you like Italian food, go to Giada's. That shit was good. I actually have been Oof. to there, and it's delightful. It's wonderful. Yes, the food really, in really, Vegas really, is really, really... like a lot of people think like oh, gambling and drinking, but like the food in Vegas is next level. It has become unbelievable. It's so hard to get a table. Yeah. Uh, Zuma in Cosmo, I think is probably my favorite restaurant okay. out there. It's just like the most unique stuff. I could not get there any night. Um, I'm a big resi. So we kept trying new I'm a stuff. big like reservations well in advance. Like I'm going to New York in June and like I'm ready for a month in advance to call the places that I'd like to go. Oh, I, it, it is it is wild. You have to do it now. Otherwise, you're going to be shit yeah. out of luck. So no, I, I had great food. I'm trying to think some of the other meals we had. It, it, it was too good. It was it was great. But the pastrami crusted steak was like next level good that is amazing i how random is that, that yeah i we love random shit i i was thinking about like when i went to vegas as like a college student and then first like vegas as an adult where like i actually sat down and had meals like in vegas for the pac-12 tournament when i was in college like i like mcdonald's and like that was it because i was trying to like save as much money as possible and like that's the cheapest You're... thing in vegas I think I've been to one sit-down dinner before I was, like, actually out of college. And then I finally was like, okay, we're going to go sit down at these places and eat. Um, but, yeah, Vegas is a... As, the way well, you do and it. also, like, my poor brother... My brother went... Not, not my poor brother. He got to go to Vegas for the Pac-12 tournament. But it's just funny to hear, like, what guys plan to do in Vegas versus what women plan to do in Vegas. Like, it's just so different. We, uh, we missed our uh, dinner reservation, my buddy oh. and I, because we were at, we were at a three-card table. And we looked down and we didn't realize it had been like three hours and we missed our reservation by like an no. hour. And we were, oh my God, one of the best tables we've ever been at. Um, one more piece of random shit. This is very funny. Our our dealer, my buddy goes, you look like Harrison, and we're hammered, by the way, just okay. as a precursor. You look like Harrison Ford in that one movie and he had a beard and I'm like, Dr. Richard Kimball. And so the entire table for three hours, the it's a casino must have hated us. 
it was it was Richard Kimball. Now, also, it, a dealer will create an entire yes. vibe, can make a yes. trip. This guy leaned in. Also, not a bad thing. Harrison Ford as Dr. Richard Kimball in Fugitive was a good-looking man. So this guy embraced okay. it. And, oh, God, that was one of the most enjoyable tables we've ever been at. I think I probably drank 13 Kronos at that table. Like, we were there I would be four hours. on the floor. It was, it, well, you know, the night... Um, the night went not the on the night, floor, you know. but it, it 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 followed the proper like blueprint. <laughs> but again, goddamn Vegas, I love it, and I I'm good with it for a while. I need a little break. Need a break, Gary. We'll be prepared to go back at some point because I want to go. Um, oh, for yeah. a podcasting, we'll go and sit and watch something there. Um, absolutely. Yeah, I'm planning on making it to Vegas in November. That's the goal. F1 oh yes. Oh, speaking of random shit. Talk about a miserable experience. So I, the Final Four Saturday is a long day, like a long, a long day, day. Okay, I was on the bus at the shuttle back to the hotel at twelve thirty, and I got to the um, arena at like eleven something. So I was there a long time. That the is Formula a long One day. race was in Australia this weekend, so it started at midnight local time where I was. So I'm on the shuttle watching and within the third turn one of the Ferrari cars goes off and the guy's out. And I'm like, this is just bullshit. Now I'm sitting of course on a long on, day. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm sitting on the shuttle. I'm really mad that I can't be screaming and yelling right now. And then of course it was just like the craziest race where there was like so much that happened. The end of the race like I was up till three in the morning watching that race, uh, after being up all day because I would just wanted to know what was gonna happen. Um and it was like pure chaos. And the end of it, the, my favorite driver ended up being penalized for something that he shouldn't have been penalized for. I saw your tweets, by the way. Yeah, you I were was not, not happy. happy. It just doesn't like. It just bothers me that like the FIA's rules like switch for whoever they feel like, and they punished Carlos. And it was very, very wrong to punish Carlos for a lap that didn't exist. Basically, what happened is this is essentially what happened. Okay, so there was a crash, and um. A couple of people were out, and so they stopped the race, and then they had to put them back. They put them back in the order that they were without those other cars to restart the race, but it was going to be under a, a safety car because there was only two laps left, okay? The accident, one of the accidents that happened occurred because of Carlos, but technically that lap was a race, okay? It didn't happen because that's why they okay. started the order the way that they did, okay? So that... That lap technically did not happen based on the order that they put it back in, what they decided, okay? After the race, they penalized him for that accident, even though technically they decided that that lap just didn't count because of the order that they did. So they penalized Shit. him for that. Yeah, that sucks. And the people that caused the actual accident were actually teammates, but they they didn't get any anything. So it just, it was a mess. It was an absolute mess. It had to be stopped and restarted within the last, like, I think, five laps of the race twice. Like, it was so bad. And they had to sit there and do the decision. And it just, it was, it's, get it together. They have a month to figure it out because there's not another race until the end of April. But, yeah, that one was a little miserable. I will say, though, that Arsenal won their game on that day, so that was good. But, yeah, other than that, really struggled. The, the F1 preps in Vegas, by the way, are underway. I'm still in awe that they're going to do this. Do it and do um, it by November too. Yeah. Uh, it the the 
they got a lot yeah. of work to do. And like I, I was out there recently. I'm out there again, and it's they. Clear. I know they've started on some of the streets, and I got like an education from my cab driver. We can learn a lot from the cab driver, especially on biggest, how they're yeah. going to do this. Um, I don't. Uh, the, I, what a what an undertaking. The city. It's. It, it's going to be really interesting to see the impact on. It's going to be a lot. Like there's going to be a lot of people there. Um, it's going to be insane. But hopefully, I'm there. So we'll see. Oh we'll yeah. We'll see. Um, well, we should yes. um, go enjoy the the rest of the par three. Enjoy the golf this yeah. weekend. Good luck with your bets. You too. It's good to get this back together. By the way, this has been. Um, it was good. We had to need a break. We had. We had. We had. Well, shit. There's been a lot of stuff going on. Why are you smirking at me? I don't know. I can't hear my. Do I sound muffled to you? No. I think I. S- I almost. By the way, I almost sneezed while you were talking. There we and go. My head would have been the perfect. It, it it would have been the perfect end to the pod. You the sneezing? Sneeze, I tried. You tried. No, it's still there. But I just can't believe like you lost it and still have hope that it's coming. Oh no no no! It's back. Like while you were talking, I'm like, like, <laughs> keep it together. You could do this. You're gonna um, just sneeze. Let it out. This is a safe space. I, if I could force sneeze right now, I would. <laughs> For the be, content, see, we can't even trim- force it when we're trying. <laughs> no, we're bad at that. I like. The sneeze would be the perfect bow, and then we. But I can't. I can't force. So the bad, it's good. But um. Um. All right. Well, enjoy the Masters. Everybody enjoy the week. And uh, for Paige, I'm Adam. We will talk to you guys soon. <laughs>